attention. The movie guys love movies. Any jokes about this week's movies are purely for entertainment purposes only and will be as quickly forgotten as the movies themselves. Isn't that right, Jack Ryan Shatter Recruit? Ride along, Devil's Due, and The Nut Job. Who? Her? Her? Not, not only are we going to forget these, but they all sound like they've come out before. <laughs> they all sound like movies that have been out years ago. With all the confidence that coming January 17th can bring <laughs> any movie. Yeah. Disney had to put out the nut job in the 90s, right? <laughs> Seriously, Devil's Due, that's been out. That's absolutely a movie. I feel like Eddie Murphy's already been in the nut job. Right? Or Jerry Lewis. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Every word you could put after the word devils has already been a movie. There yeah. you go. <laughs> do was De- literally do. Devil to be in a title. Yeah. Devil supermarket. That would have been <laughs> I'd go see the devil's supermarket. The devil's cut. I think that's a liquor, right? <laughs> Welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. Why don't we take all these bricks and build a shelter for the homeless so maybe your mother will have a place to stay? <laughs> You've reached Ground Zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. And if you're new to the power of the Movie Showcast, you can catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Search the Movie Showcast or the Movie Guys. We come right up. And don't forget, we're also available on WBAD Radio at WBAD.net. So if you're listening to us right now on WBAD, it's 4 p.m. Eastern or somewhere in that, uh, in that time slot. 1 and do you Pacific. know where your children are? Keep on listening. And as always, please subscribe where possible. Tell your friends, share and like posts and videos and all that stuff at the Movie Guys on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. My name is Paul Preston. I am your host here with Adam Witt, Lee Caius, and Karen Volpe. Our guest this week is sitting in the whole show. He's appeared on TV shows like Monk and Factory and films like Employee of the Month and American Wedding. And if you're ever in Los Angeles, be sure to see him perform, often at I.O. West in Hollywood. Improviser extraordinaire Michael Coleman Yay! is with us. Mr. Coleman. Thank you. Hey-o. Nice. Good to have you. Uh, but we begin with our signature movie previews as Manuary continues. Manuary. Not a romantic comedy inside. <laughs> Thank God. Yes. It's a four-movie weekend as studios thought January 17th would be the optimal time to release a film. <laughs> they have such sexually suggestive titles as The Nut Job, Ride Along, and if you've ever been to see a prostitute in Guadalajara, then you know The Shadow Recruit. <laughs> when, uh, Paul involves is... sitting on your hand for a half hour. <laughs> Paul, is a shadow recruit what develops when you don't treat a phantom menace? Exactly. Okay. All right. And of course, uh, later in the show... Hey. Do you see this guy? He's just staring up at the house. I found these weird symbols in early Christianity. There were groups of dissenters who felt that they could use these symbols for summoning an antichrist. Yeah. That's creepy. That's the opposite of Christ, right? Yeah, that's the devil's due. A little clip of that for you, so you get excited. I think that anybody anywhere would say that someone staring at their house in a mask is ridiculously scary. We yeah. should stop that then. Yes, don't do. Guy with a bag on his head out front of your place. I ain't I just going took out. out a loan for a business that does that. <laughs> oh shit! Could you imagine if you did and you said, "All right, I want you to freak out my buddy." <laughs> He's terrified of Holly Hobby. <laughs> as long as you stay on the sidewalk, I think it's legal. <laughs> I don't know why my Kickstarter's failing. I told them for $100, I'll stand in front of their place with a bag on my head. 
Anyway. You can do it at Fiverr, too. For five bucks, I'll That's stand outside. <laughs> Maybe I need to repeat the pitch. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or no, cut holes in the bag. Next time, that's, that's what it was. You know, people give living in the big city a hard time, but, you know, guys staring at you <laughs> is going to happen in the woods more than anywhere yeah, else, no. right? Like, oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're dealing with that if you're out in the middle of nowhere. You live in Manhattan, that guy's there all the time. <laughs> yeah, so you walk right by him, you have to work. Yeah. Oh, that's Frank. You live in Hollywood, you live on Yucca. That, that guy's every 20 feet. You're fine. Yeah. Give him a buck. Move on with your night. <laughs> like, I want to live on doing. <laughs> Uh, I should also mention that uh, we record here Wednesday nights in the Admirals Club, so no doubt the internet is a buzz right now by the time you're listening to this show with the talk of the Oscar nomination. So be sure to check in with us next week when we'll have a thorough going over of all of the nominees. And I would like to give a quick shout out to the good folks at Rotoflix. Yeah. If you remember Rotoflix was something oh, yeah. our guest Joe, Joe Canale talked about back in December. Mm -hmm. He said that you can go on there and play fantasy football with the awards season. And I got involved with it a little late, so but Karen and I jumped on. We're playing in a league, and it's super fun. And next year, we just got to get involved in November. You pick movies, and you see if every award that comes up. They only do the big ones right now. Uh, the Globes, SAG, Critics' Choice. It's too late to get in. I didn't. I didn't yeah, it's too late to get in. Here's the greatest part ever about it. Not only do you get to pick the movies and, and compete, but you get to name your character. And so I got to be Bill Murray because it wasn't taken. And then you get to name your team. So I get to be the Tobin Spirit Guide. Nice. Oh, that's a good one. Wow. I am the uh, No Time to Argue. That's my team. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Username Indiana Jones. Can you bet on the technical awards as well? The technical. No, they only they don't have a lot of the critics awards and a lot of the, they only have like the five or six major. That was meant ones. to be a joke, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hey what throw that out to Paul. He's gonna take it seriously. I'm sorry, dude. I will report on that shit on the website. <laughs> so. I, I realized halfway through the question, I'm like this isn't gonna land. <laughs> Not a cynical film bone. <laughs> now, why do you think they give a hot chick the responsibility oh, yeah. of telling you who won those? There you so go. you'll pay it. <laughs> on the site, the there's, there's five teams, I think, that we're competing against, or maybe seven. Yep, Canale's in there. And I feel very good about it because I don't really take it as seriously as someone who... There's people you want to win, and then there's people that are going to win. And I pick the people I want to win, the movies I like. And then hope they're going and to hope win. hope they're going to win. Yeah. Other people are really good about picking the ones that everyone's going to pick. But I managed to get a th fourth place so far, nice. I think. I'm on the board. Are there trades? You can make yeah. trades. Oh, None yeah. have been made so far, but I went to the free agency and dumped. Uh, <laughs> Very exciting. I dumped director John Lee Hancock from saving Mr. Wow. Banks and picked up Idris Elba. I think that was a pretty good move. Well, because uh, <laughs> I, I right now I have That's Martin fantastic. Scorsese. I have him benched, so oh. well, well, I that, might pick him back. Damn, that guy from get Mr. Banks this? blew a blew a hammy, right? So he had to get rid of him. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's, he's out. Injured yep. reserve. Injured, he won't make it to any right. more awards. No. Uh, awards and yeah. what's interesting about this uh, <coughs> kind of league is I have James Gandolfini in there, even though he's dead. So he's still But playing. he's in the running, right? He's yeah. still in the running. Sure. Well, do you get to vote for who's going to be in the uh, year-end uh, who Memoriam. died this year? Memoriam. I'm set. I'll be Because the they last always forget one. three people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But you should you should you should vote, you should bet on position. Like who's right. going to be I a finale James, this year? James will be finale, don't you think? I don't know. No, he's I think TV they're going to forget. Oh, yeah. he's TV. They're going to forget he's dead. No, they forgot like Farrah Fawcett and Michael yeah. Jackson last year or something. Wait a minute. Right? No, they Fawcett included like Michael Jackson, but forgot like Farrah Fawcett. Oh, like, yeah. they, they included like Whitney Houston, or I think, and then left out like Jack Klugman, <laughs> an actor. Yeah. Who's in charge of that? It can't be an intern. How can it? Yeah, that it might be. It an intern. Might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I got a pretty good shot. I got Twelve Years a Slave, Bruce Dern. I got uh, June Squibb and um, uh, Emma Thompson. 
I have Meryl Streep. Come on. Of course, those were all losers at the Globes. Right? So we'll see. Yeah. The nominations will come out tomorrow. And we August get points for nominees. The Globes went weird. Julia Roberts. Yeah, I, I thought I'd lead in that for a sec. We'll give a quick talk about that because we do have four movies to get to. But what, what about uh, any Globe thoughts? I have one comment about the Globes. <laughs> and I'll be brief. I started watching it. I forgot it was on, and I was just piddling around the apartment, and I came across it, and I was like, oh, the Globes are on. And I promise you, five minutes into the Globes watching this, I said to myself, there's something not right here. This, these aren't as great or as fun or as spectacular. They, there was something, I could feel it. I could feel just watching this show, and I figured it out before... It was actually revealed to me. I could tell George Clooney was not in that audience. <laughs> just honestly, just watching. Does the he really brighten a room? He, that, uh... he, I'm thinking there's something. I'm like, I'm like the camera's going to find him in the first half hour for I, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five yeah. minutes yeah. in, I'm like, I haven't seen George. Uh, George is in here. But I thought they made a joke to him Nobody's about they him did. and gravity and. He would. He's the only man, or something would float away instead of. Oh, that was a great. Yeah, that was a great joke. It was with he, a woman his own age. In order, to, yeah, yeah, in order to avoid oh, being with a woman his yeah. own age, he floated off in space and died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I noticed it right away. There was something lacking in that room, and it was the Clooney factor. Right. <clears throat> Good for you. Wow. Yeah, and he should be there. I mean, he's in Gravity. He produced August Osage County, so he's uh, every year that guy's a player. Just so you he know, he won Michael. the Oscar last year for Argo, and he wasn't even in it. I'm secure enough in my manhood. I don't have a problem with this. Oh, he loves okay. Titan. Titanic. So. Oh, yeah. Oh. Titanic, you name it. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Got a lot Ryan of man Gosling. crushes. Yeah. All right. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we can all agree on Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. slick. You want to switch seats now, Michael? Uh, okay. <laughs> Michael, you like Ryan Gosling, right? Oh, yeah. Who's your man crush? Oh, boy. Uh, he's Mitch not... Rouse. Okay, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is there? Given. Uh, let's see. Uh, not alive. Oh, that's no. okay. That's good because you have good taste. So Burt Lancaster. Oh, there you go. Handsome yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, you know, Gene Kelly. There's a man crush. Yeah. Like, who's not alive. Yeah. Gene Kelly? Paul Newman. I, like I just got into Gene Kelly like a year ago. I watched a bunch of Gene Kelly films. Who's my dead man crush? He should have been James Bond. Anyway. <laughs> you, know, you know what's great about Burt Lancaster is how does a guy like that who talks like him have the career he had? You know what I mean? Like other people talk like the way we're talking right now, but he had this way. You know, he had a, he had a thing that he did. I, don't, yeah. I can't even duplicate was it. Was he Chicagoan? Oh, no. He was from the East Coast. I think he was from Connecticut. Cool. And then he was uh, a gymnast and I think in the circus. Well, that's hot. He was an acrobat. And he was like in shape till till his death, I think. Would swim and work out. <laughs> he was making movies with Kurt that's right awesome. up to the end. And he, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever seen The, uh, the Swimmer. No. 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 Wait, is, that, is that based on the short story? Yes. Oh, I didn't know there was a movie. Yeah, and he's <sighs> fantastic in it. And he's no kid in it, and he's swimming, and he looks like he's like ripped, and he's just like. Do you know the story of the no. swimmer? No, that sounds great. Michael. Short story. Yeah, it's a short story about a guy who swims home from a party one night yes. through the backyards of everyone's pool, right? Yes. <laughs> All the pools. Yeah. And this is a whole movie. How does that? Happen? I don't know how they made a movie. But it's a great short story. Wow. Yeah. Huh? Is but, he that drunk? He's delusional about what's happened to his life. Oh. Who isn't? Yeah, mm. but he's got a he's got it bad. So he figures out how he can get home by swimming through pools. That's that's the only way he goes home. It's yeah, cool. yeah that's a really good. Well, that's story. cool. So, it sounds like Bradbury or I, something. Is it Bradbury? 
Cheever, John Cheever. So John Cheever. Cheever. As yeah. long as he doesn't do it wearing a weird mask, everyone's <laughs> fine with it. Well, they're talking about remaking the swimmer <laughs> with a mask. Uh, I hope you like Shia LaBeouf as much as you like Burt Lancaster. <laughs> All right, let's uh, do what we came here to do, folks. Perhaps the most high-profile release of January, if there is such a thing, is Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. So in one of the dumber ideas we've ever had, <laughs> to which, of course, it's impossible for us to say no, uh, we'll, we'll introduce a few of these... Uh, this week's films. <laughs> a few of this week's films will, be, already... <laughs> will be introduced uh, what's by Jack Ryan Shadow Stevens. <laughs> so let's go to Shadow to announce our first film. They play rough over there, Jack. Victor Cherubin is unpredictable. You Americans like to think of yourselves as direct. Perhaps you are just rude. Coming in at number 40, this is Bobby McFerrin. And don't worry, be happy. <laughs> Sounds like he gets shot and get the shit kicked out of him at the end of that. Maybe he'll be back for future movie introductions. You're right, Paul. This was one of our dumber ideas. <laughs> we we really should have a funnier. board of the dumbest ideas because I just I don't know if that one's going to get unseated, honestly. Uh, <laughs> when you said Jack Ryan Shadow Stevens, I said something has to happen with that. I don't care what it is. Anyway, the, just the, like Bill Nye, he not the science guy. He exactly not the science. These things guy. live in infamy. See, Michael laughed at that one. <laughs> Let's get to the movie. Here we go. Next week, I Frankenstein. Jack Ryan is back in his fifth adventure, which makes this uh, like the octopusy of Jack Ryan films. While the British press and Twitter may explode with the announcement of a new James Bond or Batman, nobody gives a damn who's playing Jack Ryan. <laughs> He's been played by Alec Baldwin, for all you 30 Rock fans, and Harrison Ford, for you fans of him up until everything after Air Force One, and most recently Jack Ryan was played by Ben Affleck, which was the first time he caused an uproar on social networking sites, when hundreds took to Friendster in protest. <laughs> now Jack Ryan is played by Chris Pine, and I think they went with a very good choice here because he's famous for being the second Captain Kirk. So he's already knows how to play a part like someone else. I mean, maybe he has a gift for making every part he plays someone else's. <laughs> this movie also stars Kira Knightley or Natalie Portman. Actually, they might both be in this movie, but it's hard to tell as together they don't take up a lot of space. The Shadow Recruit is an origin story of sorts as Jack Ryan joins the CIA on Bring Your Explosions to Work Day and thus marks the first time in a long line of instances in which Jack Ryan reluctantly takes the gun he is handed. You're not just an analyst anymore. You're operational now. He does do that a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> he never watched the gun. I'm, I'm a desk guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and Russians are the bad guys in this one. Never a stretch, is it? No. But Russians have been especially good villains in movies since Russia elected an actual Bond villain for their president. <laughs> in an election that I'm convinced was run by Joel Silver and Jerry Bruckheimer. Here, Ryan fights financial terrorists. Do you know what financial terrorists are? Financial terrorists. I do believe those are people behind $12 cupcakes and $6 coffee. <laughs> Let me explain the difference between a regular terrorist plot and a financial terrorist plot. In a regular terrorist plot, things explode, buildings blow up, and people get shot. Whereas, according to this trailer, in a financial terrorist plot, things explode, buildings blow up, people get shot, and... Everyone's target card gets stolen. <laughs> and just like the new Star Trek movies, the fight scenes in this movie also work better with Star Trek fight music over it. Then play the trailer to this. 
just the greatest music, right? It is. It sort of sounds like the uh, music for Dunna, Dunna, Dunna. I thought it was Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like West Side Story. But yeah, unless you like more the cable guy version of that same music. All right, and that's Jack Ryan, <laughs> Shadow Recruit. That's your movie. All right, let's talk about Cable Guy. <laughs> underrated, right? Severely underrated. Oh, yeah. There's Cable a Judd Apatow movie you haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, Cable Guy was, yeah, much. Ben Stiller did a great job. I know. Uh, underrated director, finally getting rated, I think, for MIDI, maybe. But, yeah. And everyone knows the story that Farley was supposed to be in that role. Was he? As... That, that he was, I think oh, he... it was supposed to be him and... Uh... Was it supposed to be him and him? Cable guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, cable guy. Yeah, so Farley and you're Jay. right. You I think that was oh, how it was Spain. first developed, was wow. that Jim Carrey's part was going to be Chris Farley, annoying uh, the smar- David smarmy guy on all oh, the sitcoms. Oh, that'd be yeah. awesome. <laughs> John Lyricette? <laughs> <laughs> David Putty? I like, uh, I like David Spade because he has a ability to be on a show at all times, and you don't always know about it. <laughs> I, 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 He's never stopped working, and I've seen the first show he was on. Exactly. I think but he is just quietly kicking ass and working every day and being with hot chicks, and we just don't and not know. working that hard. You no. see any of his performances in the show? He's, he's just kind of does this again, and he's just so the least lucky. noticeable actor. Yes, he's on Just Shoot Me Now, right? Is that yes, right? exactly. <laughs> sure. I George Siegel, yeah, it's Thursday. That's the word. Yeah. So there you go, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. He yeah. continually has a parking space with his name on it. Oh, are we still talking about that? No, so, I, well, here's the first thing to say about Jack yeah, Ryan Shadow Recruit. It was supposed to open December 25th, and now it's opening in January. So That's still begging Christmas, the, right? Be- <laughs> begs the question, what's wrong with it? Right? Wow. Now, how many? So this is there's only four, right, Jack? Because one for each. Five. Who did two? Harrison Ford. He did two? Yeah. yeah. What did he do? He did Patriot Games and... And clear and present danger. Clear and, pl- and these were all right, yeah. summer releases. Even Hunt for Red October, actually, that might have been spring when they were first testing the waters with the Jack Ryan character. Harrison Ford took over. They're huge hits. The Ben Affleck, Morgan Freeman one was a big hit as well. So why January for this one? Why isn't this hitting in the summer? It's a shame. because Morgan I mean, Freeman was playing the part uh, originated by uh, um, James Earl Jones, right? That's possible? I don't recall. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Jack. Told you to speak your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. But that's the best one, right? Hunt for Red October is clearly the best. I think so. Jack I, Ryan. Well, that's Big Clear and Present Danger fan. That is that. a pretty good movie. Patriot Games is kind of a revenge tale. Irish terrorist goes after Jack Ryan. But the Clear and Present Danger plot was a lot more uh, expansive and, and got a lot more interesting, I thought. And they threw Willem Dafoe in there as Mr. Clark, which was badass. Yeah, yeah, he's a badass villain. He's going to creep the scene up, right? Yeah, but Hunt yeah, for Red October. Put him in a mask in front of someone's house. <laughs> I was just no going to say. Or no mask. No, or no mask. Have <laughs> you seen the poster for Nymphomaniac? How would you feel if you were Willem Dafoe and a horror movie came out and the villains attacked your house wearing <laughs> Willem Dafoe masks? <laughs> He's just got to sit home going, yeah, yeah, just all depressed. Oddly enough, he's a big fan of this show, and right now it tears. As well. <laughs> I trusted those guys. Yeah. Put the poster for Nymphomaniac in front of somebody's house. But oh, this right? one, seen that? this movie doesn't look bad, right? No, I mean, no, it looks good. So what is no, wrong? It looks yeah. good. I, I'm totally psyched. And I love Kevin Costner. Yeah. I will see anything he does. And I, he continues to choose kind of interesting projects, you know, being in Man of yeah. Steel and now this. and. And the interesting thing about this one is it is re-origining him. But the thing was, I always heard 
once Harrison Ford's in the role, you're going to do an action movie, especially if it's 1992 or whatever. But but this one really looks like they are doing the because he was always an analyst. The Jack Ryan character. He wasn't ever supposed to be a man of adventure, man right. of action. Reluctantly taking the gun. Reluctantly taking, taking the gun. You're not well, just an analyst anymore. <laughs> You're operational now. There you go. But it, but it looks like they're actually, you know, kind of doing that. Like, he is a paperwork guy who gets sucked in. So I'm kind of curious to see that Jack Ryan who's not bound by all these actions. But I mean, that, obviously gets in action. But. but that was Hunt for Red October. He was clearly yeah, that's true. You know, sucked into being a man of action. He didn't want to be. Yeah, that was not a fisticuffs movie, was it? That was more the sub warfare. Yeah, that's true. It was all it was all head games. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Suspense. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, you put that (laughs) earring in his ear. He's ready for action. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? No. (laughs) And Lee, your favorite subject. We also now have another. uh, Well, first, two of your favorite subjects. First of all. It's not based on a book, oh, even though it seems like it is. It should be. It's based on a name. There's a ton of Jack Ryan books, but this is based on the characters, so it makes uh, me believe it's not, in fact, based on a book. That's what's wrong with it. That's right. why there it did yeah. Based on a name that Tom Clancy came up with. <laughs> well, eventually, Jack Ryan, uh, Executive Orders may be the name of the book. In uh, the Tom Clancy books, he becomes vice president, but they didn't continue down the path, so oh. now we have back to the beginning again. Uh, and the other thing, of course, we have Brits playing bad guys. Oh, wonderful. And they're not oh, British. Awesome. Kenneth Branagh plays a Russian guy. <laughs> It's good that we have Russians as bad guys again. I really can get behind that. Finally. I feel comfortable with that. You know, like you know, when I was growing up in the 80s, that's what we had. And then we had the Libyans. And then, you know, I was okay the with Libyans! that. The Libyans! Marty! Yeah, the Russians are back. It's kind of cool. They had an awkward phase there. Like Goldeneye, I think, exemplifies that awkward phase where scripts were clearly written before... When there was a Cold War, but put into production after. And so they had to do these excuses of like, yeah, the Cold War's over, but we still have access to missiles, and that's what we're fighting against, you know, or whatever. (laughs) But now they could just be dicks again. And it's got to make casting and and writing these movies so much easier, because during that age of political correctness, where we couldn't quite identify any particular group or country as bad, we just Mm -hmm. had to have this kind of non-distinct Middle Eastern, but not quite muddled accent guy from somewhere who didn't quite identify with a particular country. Now we get to go, the Russians! (laughs) Yeah, and all those Russian kids, you know, in the Cold War, they grew up loving the other side, cheering for their bad guys. Yeah. And they went into acting, and then they were like, oh, man. Yeah, they're in picked yeah, up, right? Now, I, now it's all Koreans. Yeah, what the, yeah exactly. It's all Koreans. Now we're Koreans. <laughs> Paul, that's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> They've been working on their thing. They've been working on their craft over there, doing right? Russian improv. And <laughs> cheap the Russian I.O.? Yeah, There's Russian a whole I. bunch I. of Russians <laughs> in a barn doing this. I'm the scene. Warming up. Do you think they study Stanislavski? They probably do. <laughs> <laughs> they're all ballet dancers. Russian yeah, well, they have truth and comedy over there. Sharna shows up. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're doing. <laughs> you Listen, just hear Dell in the corner like, coughing. <clears throat> there it is. Everyone's got a Dell. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, you dueling Dells sometime. Everyone's got a good Dell. It'd be great to do a Dell. Dell close. Dueling yes. Dells. <laughs> it, vol- it does easily start with the clearing of the throat. That yeah, is true. <clears throat> if anyone uh, has anything that you could smoke with me, I'd actually give me a ride home. <laughs> Fantastic. We've given him a ride <laughs> to an audition before. You did? <laughs> yes. It was um, on the west side. It was down more in the industrial area. He he said, anybody going to the west side? We're Sure, we'll take you. And he dropped him off at an audition. <laughs> and then Dell had a whole day after you left him. And what does he do? <laughs> what did he do on that day? He wasn't too concerned about getting home, so. Nope. Yep. He'd teach you something brilliant, then... 
stop and tell you about Elaine May's abortion for a while <laughs> and then get back to teaching you something brilliant. Wasn't there an old... There Eyes on the clock? Oh, there was an old joke, or perhaps it's the truth, that a lot of his stories had to do with some sort of illegal drug in an exotic location with a famous person. And then it's like were, a Mad Libs. <laughs> it was, yeah. but a lot of his stories had a lot of those characteristics. You need to get a Dell movie greenlit. I mean, just that would be to great. take every story you've heard of him and make a character do all that. Instead of, <laughs> instead of Inside the Mind of Lewin Davis, I want Hunter S. Thompson. Inside the Mind of Dell Close. Mainline that thing. Better than Hunter S. Thompson, right? <laughs> you've been greenlit. <laughs> all right, let's get on to our next film, because if it's January, it must be horror films? <laughs> Yet uh, with sure. January with January releases like Guillermo del Toro presents Mama and The Devil Inside <laughs> before it, 20th Century Fox now is confidently releasing The Devil's Do, not to be confused with The Devil's Dude. Was that yoga? It increases the chances of conception. <laughs> Let's have Jack Ryan Shadow Stevens tell us about The Devil's Do. There's a very real scenario here where we don't get out of this alive. We are compromised. You find the truth? Will you believe it? The hit at the top of the Billboard chart this week is George Michael's Monkey. <laughs> that's quickly gaining traction as yeah. the dumbest. Yes, yeah. that was. I said before. That's the that's the clip someone thought to put on YouTube. The week he called George Michael's Monkey the number one movie of the, or number one song in the country. I have got to get this on YouTube. <laughs> it must be shared. That's true because back then it wasn't easy to just upload things automatically. Someone went back and had to somehow get that into the computer. I bet you'd be hard pressed to find George Michael's Monkey on YouTube. <laughs> Absolutely, Karen. They had no time to put on a shirt or clean up the laundry behind them before they rolled camera on YouTube. <laughs> So it's time for the devil's due. Thank you, Shadow. That was great. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The four scariest words in the human language. We're having a baby. It's ultrasound activity as Rosemary Babies meets its, well, ripoff in Devil's Due. It's a Give Birth to Satan movie that up to now had the working title, The Opposite of Christmas. <laughs> the trailer begins like this. At last. Oh, shit. Oh, no. My love has come along. We're having it, baby. Oh, my God. That is so... Now, note to everyone listening, if you ever hear Etta James at last, run for the hills! <laughs> because things are just a little too good, and you're about to have a battle with Satan for the soul of a loved one. This warning sign crosses all political spectrums, because upon hearing at last, most Republicans think it means Obama won a third term. <laughs> and quicker than you can say, somebody call Michael Bean! Suddenly, the wife begins to have mood swings and starts behaving oddly. How is this any different from just, <laughs> just being pregnant? <laughs> well, I can't say, never, had it, never having had the spawn of Satan myself. True. Now, here's the plot right off of IMDb. After a mysterious lost night on their honeymoon, a newlywed couple finds themselves dealing with an earlier-than-planned pregnancy. Ah, uh, yes. Earlier-than-planned pregnancy. That's a horror movie's way of saying, knocked up. While recording everything for posterity... 
The husband begins to notice odd behavior in his wife that they initially write off to nerves, but as the months pass, it becomes evident that the dark changes to her body and mind have a much more sinister origin. That is the description of every pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) Now, as you can tell, genre hole filler, the movie, is another found footage movie with the family documenting every moment of the pregnancy with several camera angles and a perfectly boomed audio. They shoot everything so they can lose the footage so that it can be found later and turned into a found footage movie. Somebody please just let this footage stay lost. This is a horror movie complete with ominous previews that say things like, all the warning signs were there. And we couldn't agree more. Warning signs like, directed by Tyler Gillett and written by Lindsay Devlin. Shudder. There you go. Oh, that was, that was the hey, That was the outgoing music. Triumphant it's demonic. Over. It's over. <laughs> Okay, I don't know who those guys are. Tyler Gillett and Lindsay Devlin. You know what? But she does I, I have Devlin. They're... It sounds like Devil. Yeah, I'll give her that go. much. Yeah, but she might have got the yeah. part. Should have put that shit on the poster. The, uh, yeah. yeah. Might have got the thing because of that. I, uh, I feel like there's just way too many horror movies anymore. Yeah. There's, and, there and used to be one or two a year, right? And you brought up a good point. It's a lot of found footage horror movies. Depends on what year you're talking about. 1980, there were 50. Is that true? <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, there used to be big years of horror movies. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of them. Yeah, I was n- especially when there were drive-ins and stuff. They were yeah. packed. That's in the, the place yeah. to see a Summer horror and movie. Fall releases. That's what a lot of them were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. And they would always be October releases, which we've noted they don't do anymore. They actually put them out now so that they're on video for Halloween because everybody sort of stays inside for Halloween. Gotcha. I think it's a great idea to see a horror movie in. In a drive-in, and then you just hire someone to stare at the cars. <laughs> I was gonna say, with a mask. that's when you stand up next to the screen, just kind of look at everybody. <laughs> that's a good night. Yeah. That's a good oh night. Oh my god! Yep. Now, now after the last year we've seen of movies, there is a very good chance this wins the weekend with a forty million dollar opening. Absolutely, because they, they just do that sometimes. And there's nothing else really to see. If you're into horror movies, there's no competition. Yeah. So I mean, horror movies are kind of like back but not in a big way but in this kind of surprising way where yeah they do each each month there's gonna be a horror movie pretty much they know that hole is there to be filled much like the nut job they know every month there's gonna be an animated movie and that talk about when we were kids one animated movie came out every year when we were kids now it's definitely every month there's one yeah it's a dozen or or so and but paranormal activity the marked ones happened while we were on break that that went right yeah so that went so will the devils do go they were both found footage movies yeah. yeah, as paranormal activity movies are. You, now, there's another movie that normally a paranormal activity movie comes out in Octoberish for Halloween. Mm. Out January, I don't know. Sign of low confidence. Who knows? Yeah, the horror movie using the found footage makes sense, and I can understand the the fact that it's just kind of all weird angles and stuff. But do you think it's possible to have a found footage movie be an actual? Movie, movie, I'd like a love dramatic to see another movie. genre, right? Like, oh, would like it be a found possible? Found footage comedy, uh, yeah, or, Jason Bateman comedy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like an August Osage County or something that's like a real substantial movie, but with that found. Actually, footage? I think capturing the Freedmans is what you're talking about. Is Has that, anybody seen that? No. It's an actual documentary, though. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks so found. I can't believe they were rolling at certain times really? and capturing. Have I seen capturing? I have not seen that. Oh my god, I've wanted to. What is that? You have, yeah. Very disturbing. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Stays with you. It stays with you, and that plays like a movie that has been plotted out. There's revelation at She's minute twenty, a revelation at minute forty, yes. a revelation at an hour, and right. you're like, uh, and and yes, they are running the camera at family fights. Yes, it's crazy. Crumb also had I love a, stuff like that. Kind of very oh, yeah. storytelling element for a documentary. That's true. You know, it wasn't found footage. Well, there was no. It was still footage. Maybe, yeah. No. Yeah. 
Crumb is a great movie. That oh, is. I would need yeah. to rewatch that. That one. is a great That's movie. That's the one that sticks with you. That movie I can't shake. And, oh, you oh. mean the guy swallowing the gauze pads? That oh. stuck with me. <laughs> yes. oh. That weird brother. Oh, hold with a mask on, standing outside your window. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Crumb standing outside your window. That's it. That's Drawing the a big butt. <laughs> this is your horror movie. Exactly. <laughs> Keep on trucking. 2014. Have you seen the viral video that's online with a little mechanical baby they've been pushing around New York yeah. Times Square? That's that's promoting this movie. For Devil's do? Devil yeah. This, oh, that's right. There's a little baby in a, for this. in a, like, you'll just be walking through Times Square and this baby carriage goes by and you have to stop it because you're like, oh my God, someone's baby. And then huh. this little devil baby pops out and goes, and he's got a full on mechanical face. So he goes like, like twisted face with like red eyes and shit. And people just jump back and go nuts. It's the new way to promote a movie because it worked for Carrie, although I don't know how well it did, but there was certainly, you knew it was, Carrie was coming out because he did the whole thing, the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. And now they have this. So go see that if you. Mm. If you, Flash if you're mob marketing right for your movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta stick with the times, well, right? Even Ron Jeremy had to do not Ron Jeremy. Please. Oh my god! No, no, please <laughs> let it be Ron Jeremy. <laughs> oh, make up something with him. <laughs> you know, he had to go out and just fuck footage. in the middle of the street <laughs> at <laughs> Starbucks. There's Ron Jeremy he just helping a woman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a new movie coming out. Who wants a latte? <laughs> <laughs> See, do they ever go that far? Who wants a latte? Fuck my car. Get out here, Jeremy. Yeah, Ron Jeremy just runs around fucks things. Wash it again. <laughs> now, when I say Ron Burgundy, it's very close. Oh, anyway. yeah. <laughs> oh that's your go. He was doing viral advertising as well. So. I like the one you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Great Odin's ghost. Great Odin's raven. Ron Jeremy stuck his penis in my gas tank. <laughs> my car's never driven better. <laughs> it's kind of a big dick. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. I think that's enough, Paul. All right. That's enough. That's enough devil's deal. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Well, that won the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pixar, let's talk about one of my favorite film uh, makers ever. They pushed their film, The Good Dinosaur, to 2015. Oh, so we're not going to talk about them. So that means there will be no Pixar release in 2014. Oh, that's a first for them, right? That leaves us, yeah, for for, since they started. Yeah. Every year they got something. But you know, The Good Dinosaur is going to be that much better because their story process, like if they hold something back, I'm in. I oh, went to the D23, the Disney, uh, it's like Comic-Con for Disney. How many of those have those they had? 22. It's actually called D23. <laughs> they call it oh, really? that every year. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. I don't know how many there have been. It's I the thought fan. they were 23. D23 is the name of the fan fest. I don't know why they call it that. What the fuck is this? I don't Go, Move understand. on with the thing. The point is, they had a whole presentation on the good dinosaur, showed artwork, talked about the, the whole making of it and everything. They're all excited. Now i got to wait a year. Adam got mired and didn't do a conversation he didn't really want. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I thought I was asking a stupid uh. question with an easy answer. Yeah. It's just like bringing up the, the technical awards. Did you, yeah. did you learn I'm, having, I'm a fucking movie guy. I'm We'll have an answer for your ass. <laughs> Did you learn nothing from the technical awards question? Uh. All right. The point is, fully artist. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Rotoflix. Start adding like deep credits mm-hmm. and and deep award shows. I want the VES represented. I'll trade you the inventor of the lens. Below flare. the line, Rotoflix. <laughs> yeah, below the line. <laughs> Respect. So anyway, with no Pixar movies, now yes. we have the nut job. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. So let's uh, turn once again to Jack Ryan, Shadow Stevens, for an introduction. <laughs> you think this is game, Jack? They will bring us to our knees without even firing a shot. Is this the end of Shadow Stevens? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> 
That's from Craig. Ferguson. I don't think we'll see him again. <laughs> no, that was the end of Shadow Steve. But, I mean, you, you pointed out, by the way, I wanted to bring up earlier that that Russian voice that he's using. You think this is game? You were, you and I were having a conversation. Like, you know what? The Russian that he's playing in that movie and the Russian from Beverly Hills Cop. You guys know how to enunciate. You know, you know how to you put know together an a, a in that sense. <laughs> you just know it sounds more threatening if you say it all Russiany. Right. <laughs> you think this is a game? You like think this know? is a game? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then again, our neighbor doesn't put all of her words. In and she's Armenian, she just leaves them out. And we fill it in for her. My, well, yeah, when we moved in, she said, "My children are animals." And she had a martini, <laughs> and she looked drunk. So we've been getting along great that's, ever since. That's her version of "Welcome to the Neighborhood." <laughs> anyway, let's talk a little of the nut job, shall we? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> After all, it comes out this week. Doesn't that justify this? <laughs> Hey, do your kids love loud noises? Do you hate your kids? <laughs> if the answer to either one of those questions is yes, then here's a movie for you. The Nut Job. Which you might know by its working title. <laughs> it's not far off. Here, let's play a clip. Actual, uh, actual footage. No, the nut job is not Kirstie Alley's life story, but instead January's entry into the CGI animated treatment of a particular group of animals. Because you know the rule, one of these has to come out every month. It's the inside job with squirrels. In a huge step back in the career of Liam Neeson, and a huge leap forward for the career of Gabriel Iglesias, comes the animated tale of innuendo and entendre, the nut job. Starring Scrotum the Squirrel, <laughs> Taint the Bunny, and Dingleberry the Possum. The movie contains a veritable, who's that? Of voice talents featuring Will Arnett, Brendan Fraser, Stephen Lang, and Katherine Heigl. You know how you can tell this is going to be bad? It's got that one voiceover guy. The one that does all the straight-to-video movies. You know the guy. When your whole world comes <laughs> crashing down, all you have to do hmm? is look up. Nothing good ever comes of that guy telling you it's about life, love, and nuts. You know how I can tell this movie is going to be bad? It's got Katherine Heigl in it. Oh. Well, somebody please just marry her already? I agree with you, Karen, although the early reviews for this movie are surprisingly positive. But the ball is growing! It works at so many levels! Roll it again. <laughs> Stupid kids are going to love this movie. There you go. That's yeah. Are the smart kids going to Devil's Due? Yes. The smart kids are do, waiting until next week. Do, do you imagine the parents that just pay no attention? I've heard it's about kids. <laughs> <laughs> go to it. I've heard it's about kids. It's like a miracle of birth. <laughs> it's about a mother and a father. Here you go. A family movie. Go in there, you guys. I'm going to get some cigarettes. Go in. <laughs> Mom will be out here trying to score. Ron Jeremy, hey, I haven't seen you in Just doing some viral advertising. Don't mind hey, me. Don't mind me. My, yeah, my cock's in the popcorn. Hey, no thing. Hey, no thing. I used to have this kink in my hip, and then Ron Jeremy came on it. Jesus. It's great now. Ah, oh, we immediately stopped talking about yeah. this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's got animated yeah. squirrels, and you know what? Yeah. I'm into that. They all actually. look like ratatouilles. I like squirrels. Yeah, I don't know. B- bunch of ratatouilles, cracking nut, whatever. I'm There's a mole. He looks kind of funny. 
Yeah, what do- was the other doggy. hedgehogs? A couple hedgehogs. They're pretty funny. Chicken know. nuts or what was the nut? Uh, oh, oh, yes. Nuggets. Yeah, Hollywood. Chicken Hollywood's anim- no. Hollywood animated films infatuation with ball-related movies Double continues with this. Hide your nuggets or hold, hold your on to your nuggets. Hold that was the yeah. movie Freebirds. Free and, and now yeah, we have the yeah. nut job. Nut so, job. I mean, Freebird, what's next? Also, Don Tondra, referring to the song, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably had to pay money. That should be that. called Free Range. In fact, I bet it was originally. Well, they had you Home know. on the Range. <laughs> I'm a, waiting for the movie Boner. There's just going to be Boner. <laughs> boner. <laughs> and that's a one Ryan right. And it's about a skeleton. Out. He's trying to promote. Yeah. Oh, no. He's a boner. Hi, everybody. I'm you, Boner. Yeah, and his right. best friend's a barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it here first. Boner, the movie. Yeah, boner for his body. Boner the friendly skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> I want my body back. Patent pending. Patent pending. Boner, the skeleton. I love that. I love that. When you're a skeleton and nobody wants to be friends with you because you can't hold on to things. Just, just look up. <laughs> just look up. It's about life, and love, and Sometimes bones. the only skin you need is friendship. <laughs> just because you're only bones doesn't mean you don't have a heart. <laughs> Kira Knightley is... <laughs> We are laughing. We are laughing because we are such good friends. Ah. It's getting a little less and less, but there's still a good spirit. Hey, good news. Good news, you guys. I saw a dog today. (laughs) And change of subject. Wait, 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 one last thing before we we leave, nut nut job. Uh, Because Liam Neeson is in us, I want to play a clip of him from the uh, film. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Contracted AIDS. How did you get that? From an African prostitute. I'm riddled with it. The prostitutes from an African country that's, that's ravaged by starvation. So, <laughs> selling her body was the only financial recourse she had left. <laughs> Did you, you watch that the other day? Did I send that to you? Uh, the, the clip of that, that clip? The prostitute? I don't think so. Because I was just watching that in preparation for the show, too. Uh, yeah. Although I have like, to oh say... God. Uh, looking at the trailer, Liam Neeson is obviously in terms of the voice talent. Although Will Arnett's got a great voice, actually. Yeah. I mean, he's got a oh, whole, hilarious voice. Yeah. yeah, no, it's the who's that comedy? You know, whatever. It's uh, there to just piss on everything because <laughs> well, that's why not. <laughs> Will Arnett didn't know he was in this. He's in twelve pilots this year, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but the the clip with Liam Neeson in it is really funny looking. He's a raccoon who holds a falconer's glove, but it's got a cardinal on it, like an Angry Birds mm. cardinal. Aww. It's a really cute cute look because he's got this like it's a raccoon with a with a cardinal on a falconer's glove i, well, I imagine if he image. brings that super gravitas <laughs> to some animated character it'll be funny yeah 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 I imagine. No, he worked in his underwear yeah well that's that's why you do it that i would like to see for our final film of the big weekend we're turning things over to our special guest michael coleman who will join me here to uh, preview the latest project from hardcore gangsta pimp motherfucker ice cube <laughs> it's a buddy comedy called Ride Along. Shadow Stevens doesn't know anything about black comedy, so we'll just go right into it. Here we go. (laughs) Never stopped us, Paul. (laughs) It was clear from the box office returns of Grudge Match that audiences wanted more Kevin Hart. (laughs) They didn't have to wait long because this week sees the release of Ride Along. Yeah, Ice Cube plays the tough-as-nails cop and brother of the woman that Kevin Hart wants to marry. But here's one catch. (laughs) Ice Cube plays the tough-as-nails cop and brother of the woman Kevin Hart's character, Van Barber, wants to marry. Seriously, though, we're pretty sure that tells you everything you need to know about this movie. (laughs) 
could be summed up in a sentence. Absolutely. In the movie, Kevin Hart, voiced by Chris Tucker, plays a pipsqueak security guard who's trying to deepen his relationship with his girlfriend, only to be challenged at every turn by her masculine brother, played by... Crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. Who works for the... <laughs> Ice Cube disapproves of the boyfriend so much that he hides in their bedroom to interrupt them as they're getting it on. It's a funny scene in the trailer, but in conception, it's <laughs> it's only one Ice Cube masturbating away from being a Lars Van Trier film. <laughs> In order to win Ice Cube's blessing so he can propose to her, Kevin Hart is taken on a ride along. It's the sort of plop development uh, that you'd want to name your movie after. (laughs) During the ride along, he's shown the seedy underbelly of crime that his future brother-in-law inhabits. Because only once he's seen that, that the world sucks, that he can marry the sister? I guess every species has their own mating traditions. (laughs) Elks pee on each other, for example. Frogs rob banks. (laughs) (laughs) That would make a very different movie, but one at least that I would rent. <laughs> this is from the director of Barbershop, Tim Story, probably because the demand was low for the director of Fantastic Four, Tim Story. <laughs> Remember back when nobody knew how to make a superhero? Mm-hmm. Let me guess. Ben only has 24 hours to prove himself worthy, right? It's a movie, isn't it? <laughs> they thought of repairing Johnny Depp and Army Hammer and calling it Move Along. Nothing to see here. <laughs> As as I always say about Lone Ranger, not without lack of trying. A lot of trying. That movie tries like a motherfucker. Yes, it does. And we are already talking about a different movie. (laughs) That makes for a really good Halloween costume. Oh, here's the thing about Ride Along, I think. Oh, yeah. As as evidenced in that Conan bit uh, with... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, clearly it was a promotion for the movie, and I just now figured that out. Oh, hello. You just figured Uh, that out. Yes. It's a ride along. To catch the audience up, if they don't know, Conan took Kevin Hart and Ice Cube on an unannounced ride along in a in a uh, Uber or whatever, whatever the a lift car, a lift, a pink pink mustache car, and then yeah, so yeah, that was the which it was very funny, hilarity. I mean, those two have a lot of personality. So the movie just has to get out of the way, and I fear it might not. I don't know. The trailer kind of looks like what we always talk about the watch and how Vince Vaughn has to work his ass off in these movies. His ass off. These guys look like they're working real hard, and I hope they don't have to. Hope they chill. And just because the two guys are just super funny, and just let them be as yeah, let them be funny. I mean, they, yeah, these two, these two have a ton of personality. I mean, this trailer played uh, like crazy when I saw it in the theater, like big laughs. And then I told you guys that, and we all watched it together, and none of us laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I hope for good things. Well, the only reason I didn't know that that Conan bit was a promo, talking about you know the uh, flash mob marketing live promotion, yeah. and Jeremy fucking your coffee bit that we're talking about. <laughs> Um, is I had not seen a preview for that movie because they did that. I think they did that bit a little too early in the mm. in the preview cycle. And I remember watching the bit going, "This is funny, but why the hell are Ice Cube and Kevin Hart hanging out with Conan? <laughs> this is random." Okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah, Never, you're right. That was like three weeks ago, right? It was it was <laughs> it was a little too too much ahead of the movie. I think. Michael, are you going to see this movie? I am going to see. Oh, okay. it. I like I like Ice Cube. It's funny that all the rappers, like the hardcore, you know. West Side 10 rappers are all playing cops in movies and TV. I know. Yeah, we were just That's talking about point. Yeah. The, the, the Fuck the Police video was so legit, and now they're just like dads. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are we yeah, there yet? Isn't, there, isn't that the ice cube? Yeah. Movie? Are yeah. we there yet? Dad in an SUV? But who, la- who yells at their kids probably better than, I've never seen that movie, but better than Ice Cube, right? <laughs> better than yeah. black people. Black people really know how to yell at their kids. Yeah. 
I wasn't even, my parents weren't even black. I got yelled at black neighbors. That was great. They were really good. They were very, my mom was like, go next door and get yelled at. We didn't know what to do with you. I don't know if you told the story on the air, but in one night you saw both Ice Cube and Ice Tea whoa, in the whoa, same whoa. prime rib joint. Yeah. Ah! Okay, so I was Fantastic. Was it the Sizzla? Whenever I, uh, at Christmas time, to make the money, I um, no longer prostitute, I Christmas carol. Oh. So I was Christmas caroling at Lowry's. And less, it's messy. Just, less messy. Less <laughs> messy. Less sticky. So I was, I just was, as much nog, though. <laughs> yes, oddly enough. Um, and so I was in my little Victorian outfit, and we were going from table to table, and the first one we went to was <gasps> Ice Cube. Did you see Christmas in Hollis? Tell me you switched up right there and you went to Christmas in Hollis, right? <laughs> Who is the, wait, Ice Cube's in this movie, It was right? December 24th. All right, so it's the guy. Okay, so we go to it Ice Cube's table. <laughs> we go to Ice Cube's table and he has about 15 people there and he calls us over. Oh, you got to come sing to us. And Dude, we're thinking, that's awesome. It's going to be great because they give great tips at this place. So we sing a couple of songs and everybody's excited and they're singing. They want to do sung for Ice like, Cube? Right? Dude. No tip. Aww. No tips. Cube, so, Cube gave you you no should tip? tell them no that tip. that's going to start a stereotype. I if they know, don't right? tip you that day, that's going to start a stereotype. <laughs> we didn't get a tip, but we just kind of were no, being polite fine. about it. And then someone said, Ice tea's on the other side. Nah. So we were like, well, let's get the hell over there. So we sang real quick. We <laughs> this got went so well. Tea. Let's go to that yeah. table. Finally, the answer who tips better? Go for it. This <laughs> right? is exciting. Yep. So the cool thing that happened was we go over to Ice Tea, and he's with a couple of people, just one or two, not the big table of people. And TV we star say, versus movie star. We say, hello, Mr. T or whatever we call it. You don't call him that anyway. Was Mr. T there too? (laughs) (laughs) What a nice. Mr. T tipped the best. We uh, asked him, is there a song we could sing for you tonight? And he didn't tip us, but what he did do was, oh, no, that's cool. I know you're working. Just don't worry about us. Just take it easy on us and you can go do someone else. No, that's all right. That's all right. (laughs) And so we, of course, were just like, damn it, no tip. So Uh we stood there and we went, oh, we better save face and just kind of go to the next table because we didn't want to look like we went over the distance. And it was Reginald Bell Johnson. Chuck Woolery. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a nice man and his two teenage children and they, uh, we said, is there a song we could sing for you? And they said, yeah, we'd like Silent Night. And so we just did a really quick version because we want to sing and get out. We were embarrassed that we didn't get tipped and stuff. And we sing, and they all just quietly looked at their hands, and the man started to cry a little bit and handed us a $100 bill. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. I think Holy I shit. think that they were having Jewish. a family. <laughs> Jewish. They were Jewish. <laughs> I think they were having a family dinner together for the first year without the mother. Oh. And so even though these two Ooh. ice people. Was that people, just your detective uh, in yeah. you? You don't know that. I don't know that, but I'm telling you, they were two adult, wow, like, cool teenage-ish, adulty college kids, very politely looking down at the dad. They were all quietly enjoying like Mormons. Night. Like Mormons. They were Mormons. <laughs> and they gave us 100 bucks. Boom. And we were like, see ya. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, you got to be careful with Ice Cube because it's on record and CD that he has attitude. <laughs> 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 well, he's with an attitude. They right? were all yeah. very nice. That is a cool story. Thank you. That you is go. a good story. All right, so right along. That's the last of that's our right big along. four movies that are playing uh, this week. But yeah, they're the movies. cramming them in there. Let's Can't talk- release them in April. They'll all lose in April. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that the Captain America is opening in April, I mean, yeah. they're, they're not. You can't. January's it. You want to dump? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So Michael Coleman. <laughs> let's talk to Michael Coleman. <laughs> let's uh, let's ditch the movies for a second. Talk to our guest. Yeah. What's, I'll start with uh, what we ask every one of our guests on here. Uh, what is your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time. And I will tell everybody. Today. I will favorite tell movie you, today. I will tell you what I tell all of our all guests right. when we ask this question. There is a wrong answer. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, no pressure. Take a moment. 
Um, if you say Raiders of the Lost Ark, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite movie, I guess, of all time. That's of, tough. Of all time today, I would say. Because like mine changes. Like some yeah, days, some days I'm this. Or some let me give you this. Let me mine give you the other option that I that we give people. Your Not clarification your scare people, Lee. <laughs> 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 I will couch this as delicately as possible. The one movie no, you, you can won't. watch. <laughs> we know you. <laughs> the one you can watch over and over again. Oh, there you go. Godfather one. There you go. Oh, ah, you, you know go. they played those at the New Beverly <gasps> oh, at the 30th and 31st. Did you go? I didn't. Oh. God, they played Godfather one and two. I've never seen them in a theater, and I was even having conversation with my roommate who's a huge film fan but he hasn't seen godfather in years and i'm like and he's like yeah i've watched it not in the greatest situations i'm like dude watch it with me and yeah. you know but i really wanted to go to the theater can you uh, imagine new year's eve that was it? yeah oh, wow. new year yeah. uh, 30th and 31st yeah wow that's great it is a i mean you know what it gets a lot of people say godfather is a great movie and some people i think are just sort of by rote saying that but man every time you sit down and watch that movie that is one masterfully put together piece of cinema there was somebody on the radio uh somebody on the stern show that was saying that if you see the movie now it doesn't hold up and i think that's a bunch of crap <laughs> that is a i just movie. saw it last year and oh Awesome movie. It totally holds up. What period piece doesn't hold up? Exactly. It's not even that, uh, set. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I've said that ad nauseum about Raiders. You know, because it takes place in the 30s, it's not an 80s movie. Yeah. And, and Godfather's not a 70s movie because it takes place in, what, the 50s and 60s? So, yeah, it's timeless. Godfather? Yeah. Uh, 40s. 40s. Okay. Yeah. Is it? There you okay. go. Yeah. So it's timeless. Post-war. Yeah. Oh, okay. Post-war. oh yeah. Oh, right. Michael's Michael, coming back Michael from the war. Home. Yeah, he's yeah, home. Yeah. And just the way Gordon Willis shot the whole movie, it looks like a painting. You know, it has that Mm -hmm. sepia kind of thing, and it's just every frame. You could freeze those frames and sell, you know, those as individual digitized things for God knows how much. Pieces of art. Yes. There really are. I mean, even the... When he gets shot, even the apple cart, the vendor across the street. It's the only color in in that whole scene. It's crazy how and beautiful it is. Is it an apple cart or an orange cart? It's isn't it? I think it's oranges because at the end he is. puts the he's carving the orange and that's sort of a symbol for death again. I think I think that's one thing that Coppola said is whenever the color orange is on screen, death is imminent. Ooh, or is it ooh. red? I thought there was something like that. Is it? Yeah, he he yeah because he asks for he asks for a couple of different things. Yeah, the guy doesn't charge him. Yeah, vendor. So no no you know and then he hears the footsteps so. And another great thing about The Godfather is all those 70s filmmakers, the film school brats who came out. You know, gangster films was 100% a cheesy type of movie to make in 1972. Yes. There were no good gangster movies like there are now. Yeah. That was, and so it was a knockoff. It was going to be like a, t- you know, top of the world, ma. That was a gangster movie, you know? And so, like, to, to give all this gravitas and reality and, like, Italian life and Italian family and all that stuff, that was unexpected for that tale. Well, the book had sold so many copies. Yeah. You know, so. Wait a minute. This was based on a book. Oh, jeez. It's a <laughs> movie, isn't back. it? Yeah, you're right. So is Jaws. Known. Yeah, I should have known. <laughs> Paul and I, when I first saw it, I probably had the coolest way to first see the movie. I had not seen it. And Paul and I, he won money on a game show, and he took me to Sicily to go back to my home oh, homeland. Yeah. And so on the way there on the plane, we watched Godfather 1. <laughs> and then I believe we started watching Godfather 2 at the first place that we were staying like the olive oil i think oil. we started it on the flight. i mean that's a 13 hour yeah, trip so the second part of the flight maybe yeah, yeah. but when we finished the Perfect. whole thing up on a ferry taking us from uh from sicily to the mainland and what was so neat is when we were watching i think it's in two where they actually go to sicily yes oh my god it really looks like that yeah it's crazy we would watch the movie i think it was around um christmas time and then we would drive out 
and it looked like the movie. It was amazing. And it still looks like the movie. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. we went to Corleone. I mean, there's nothing there that's all exciting. It's a super tiny but Italian. It's more, but you had to be in, just, you're in Corleone. You're in Corleone. Yeah. And it had more of a gritty feel than some of the cute little quaint towns. It was more of a city, but of course they're all tiny, but it was it was cool. Here's a question. What's the first rated R movie you ever saw in the theater? Oh, I, my buddy and I <laughs> snuck into a movie that we weren't supposed to see called Prime Cut. Oh, Prime Cut. Or I think it was in Cut. a revival. And Who's in Gene that? Hackman's in it, and they're like selling girls. <gasps> they're selling women. We were really little. Whoa. Yeah, we were really little, and we snuck in. We were bored <laughs> with our kid movie, and we went next door. <laughs> Because all the big people went next door, and all the cool like rock and rollers were going in there. Were you in Rim Job? You don't want to see Rim Job? <laughs> no, no, we did. We passed on Rim Job. Prime cut. Prime Man. cut. It, I, uh, wow. Look it up on IMDb. And okay. Hackman's like a cop, and he's trying to break up this like, like almost like a chick slavery ring, and there was like a lot of flesh, and we were like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so there were boobies. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yes. That's better than my first rated R movie. I was the jerk. <laughs> Which was hilarious, yeah. but no boobies. Yeah. Yeah, my brother took me to Stripes, and they had that shower scene, and I yeah. went, I went <laughs> Hair? What? Yes. You know? Yeah, that's a good question for future. What is the first boobs you saw in the theater, which I guess yours would be prime cut, right? Prime cut, I think, yeah. God, I love Hackman. The guy, uh, yes. yeah, that's true. You're the Hackman. That's a good choice for your first rated yeah. R movie. Yes. You can't beat Hackman in just the 70s. Made it look easy. Yeah. All the Stir best. Stir Crazy was my first rated R movie. That's a good one. And my parents took me to it. Oh, it was creepy. Okay, uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. It was, we, all, we were hilarious. It was hilarious. We all had a blast. I think I was 11 or something <laughs> by that time. My parents took me to vacation. I don't think they knew what they were in that for. That was the first But one. that's kind of a soft R. That's, that's a pretty soft like a, That's kind of like the yeah. jerk. It's, it's like, not, yeah, it's not. I it. think if you go back and watch Stir Crazy, it's pretty soft. Yeah. 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 They didn't take me to Richard Pryor Live in concert or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then my parents would run out screaming. Cruising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> this it's, looks good. Now, you pre- you just made me question something that happened in my childhood. This is odd. Um, when I was about in what you're about 13 or 14 in seventh eighth grade something like that my friend cindy powers her dad got a vcr no names please karen no oh names. i'm sorry <laughs> never mind uh he got a vcr and that was like really advanced then because we didn't get one for a couple of more years yeah yeah and I magical w- device when you got it right right vcr what uh, the? amazing could you believe it worked what the does this you could put you could watch <laughs> a movie right now <laughs> yeah exactly cooler <laughs> so i would go to her house and her dad got it because he loved to watch all those teenage naked movies like Porky's uh-huh. and um, My Tutor, all that oh, stuff. Yeah. My Tutor, class. Blame it on Rio. Is there something creepy Heart about bodies. that? Like we would sit there and watch his movies, but he would go out of his way to. And it was back when it wasn't easy to get these movies. And back when they were like eighty dollars a pop yeah. to buy a VHS copy. So that's where I first saw Porky's or Fast Time oh, for Ridgemont wow. High on his. Player when Ew. he was gone, creepy. Oh, when he was gone. Yeah, he, he wasn't, wasn't there. Gather on the TV, kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> movie night at Stephanie Powers' house. Here. I'm gonna make up Manhattan, and you kids <laughs> get stuff comfortable. Put your pajamas way. on. Let's go. That's Don't a fight. I like to do a little hash up afterwards and uh, talk about what we watch. <laughs> All right, notes. Pay attention. <laughs> Note session. In what way was oh. the protagonist's use of the dildo? Of the dildo. Del close. <laughs> now, Fast Times at Richmond High, that is some great nakedness. When she's coming out of the pool. Oh, that's one of the greatest. Oh, oh my good lord. Oh, yes. Phoebe my Cates. God. Wow. And just. 
and not just like like in Porky's, it's like they're they're looking and it's secret and the girls are kind of far away and you kind of say no 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 it is just the full yeah. wet slow motion boobs that is a perfect and she looks right at him yeah. so she's looking right at you and you're and she's like, like one of the most attractive women yeah. of all time <laughs> female director. Amy, oh yeah, 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 Amy Heckerling. Well, Amy Heckerling. Yeah. So it was like, hey, you know. Smart point, point of trivia for anybody who's a commentary track fan. Uh, when I first got a DVD player, another step up in technology, I was obsessed with commentaries. It was so cool that you could hear people talk about the movie. I was like, do they make this just for me? I mean, who's into this? Uh, but so I used to record commentaries, listen to them at work, stuff like that. But the the one for Fast Times, they I've never seen a commentary where it blows past the credits and then it's just black for a half hour as they keep talking. It's Amy Heckerling and... Uh, uh, Cameron Crowe. Mm-hmm. And they talk for a half hour after the credits, and it's just black on the DVD while they just keep talking. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Anyway. <laughs> Did he talk about putting his wife in the movie? Because she was, you know, she's gorgeous. Maybe so. She Who's she in Fast Times? Uh, she's the girl in the Corvette that he's delivering uh, fish oh, or whatever. Oh, that's, that's Cameron Crowe's wife? Yeah. The, oh, from well, Heart. From Heart. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Nancy, that is Nancy Wilson. Nancy, Nancy Wilson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Everyone liked her best in Heart, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I my did. God. So, there's well, the other one was kind of fat. Anne had a great voice, but man, they, everybody liked Nancy. Go harder on her. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you, you could do a whole gallery of the girl in the car, ne- like vacation. There's the, yeah. what, Christy Brinkley? Christy Brinkley. And other, that's like a Suzanne convention. Summers right? and Summers. graffiti. <gasps> yeah. Graffiti, yeah. you're yeah. right. Graffiti. It's the girl, yeah. in the unattainable girl in the car next in to you. In the unobtainable car. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't afford either of those things. <laughs> Bye. It's <laughs> a line from Jack Reacher that I definitely can't afford you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was heard you called her a slut. I inferred whore. Hey, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's bring let's bring that up again in a little something we like to call. What did you see this week? <laughs> it's a great new one. That is so much better than the other two attempts. There you Thank go. You. A little round of what did you see this week? So I take it you saw Jack Reacher. Yeah, well, that's on Netflix Instant, and so that that won the lottery. And that movie is just, uh, of course, with the music of our uh, previous guest, uh, Joe Kramer. Joe Kramer. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, that's that's such a great. God, Christopher McQuarrie knocks it out of the park with the dialogue in that movie. Totally. I mean, that is that is some fantastic dialogue. Yeah, there's the bar fight scene is what I was quoting there, and the the girl sits down. And I can't remember. She's a plant uh, uh, there to get some, get him stirred up or something. I can't no, remember. No, she, she's there just to start a fight. So just the, to start the, a fight. So the guys have a reason to beat him up, which is really interesting because they don't really need a reason to beat him up. They just could beat him up. But it's yeah. this whole ruse to yeah. To, it's like a to, strange. It yeah. seems like a, it seems like a complete anomaly in the plot, and then it turns out yeah. to mean a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, he's like, I heard you. What did he say? I heard you called her a, a whore. He goes, Now I inferred prostitute. She heard. <laughs> no, I inferred slut. She, I inferred slut. she implied. Uh, yeah, she inferred yeah, whore. Anyway. I said slut. Great line. I said slut. <laughs> yeah, dark movie at times. Great action a lot. Tom Cruise, great lead. That's a great underrated movie. Yeah, yeah. really now, solid. Netflix instant. So. So get out there and see it. Yeah, and that's what I saw instead of all the things at the fucking Golden Globes. <laughs> I watched the whole Golden Globes, and I never watched the Golden Globes. There was a huge party over at uh, Charlie's uncle's house, and everybody got together. They love watching award shows and everything. So I was like, oh, a party for the Golden Globes. This is the way to actually watch the Golden Globes. Watch the whole thing, and the whole time I'm like, God damn it, I haven't seen one of these. I'm so behind. I've never been this behind with like Oscars and Golden Globes movies. Well, your yeah. movie checklist will come out tomorrow with the Oscar nominations. So then <sighs> just start at the top and go yeah. Go no, see I, The Wolf of Wall Street. I have to see Wolf of Wall Street. I have to see American Hustle. I have to see her. I have to see her. 
Uh, Captain Phillips? Did you see Captain Phillips? I haven't seen Captain Phillips. Probably not going to see that. But Gravity's back in theaters this week. I'm oh, going to Gravity. Great. That's yeah. really good. Still haven't seen Gravity. So I can't comment on anything but a dumb fucking Netflix movie from last February. <laughs> what else did everyone else see this week? Anything relevant? I picked up your slack and I saw The Wolf of Wall Street a second time. Yeah. That movie is fantastic. <laughs> That movie it, is illegal. I didn't even ask you this. That part that's funny. Is it funny the second time? Yes. It's so good. I know. Yes. There'll so be so many spoilers away. to explain how great that movie is. Yeah. Okay. After Except. the Oscars, we can all spoil away. Michael Coleman? I'm sadly see? behind, but I did watch one of my favorite movies again on Netflix, which is Rare Exports. Uh, oh, the Santa Claus yes. movie? Mm-hmm. There's an evil Santa Claus movie. Okay, go ahead and explain the plot. This is my 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 roommate was really obsessed with this idea, and, uh, and what is it? I've watched. I might have watched the whole thing actually. In the European <laughs> tradition, in the story, <laughs> Santa Claus is is evil, uh, and he he's there to punish the children, and if they're really bad, take them away. And uh, I like it already. Yeah, and uh, to never, you know, you never. Come back. A real Sinterklaas type. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, an expeditionary, you know, uh, team is digging to the bottom of this mountain and some and the people the that live nearby who are like uh like farmers and Yeah, are they it's the Arctic or something? Yeah, it takes like the Arctic. Yeah, they're right? like at the top of Finland where it meets Russia, I guess. Yeah. Or somewhere in that neck of the woods, you know, Lap- Minsk. Minsk Omsk. Lapland. Omsk. Yeah, and uh <laughs> So these guys are doing this expedition to extract this frozen block which holds the original Santa. Yeah. Like yeah. you would an evil alien. Or and it like turns you out would for like Christ or something. It sounds I thought you were gonna say that they were extracting all these frozen children that Santa had like been putting there all these years. No, but he, th- what what it's done is it's you want me to tell you? I do. I'm not gonna see this. <laughs> Everyone else, plug your ears. Tell me what the hell goes on. <laughs> it stirs up his followers, oh. his, his elves oh. that look like Santa, look like what we think is Santa, like old little old men with beards. It's and, a Yule Tide! <laughs> and they start stealing things and start like doing things that they know he'll like. Like they start taking children from the town. Wow. This is a great. Rare. I didn't see all of it. It's hilarious. It's rare exports. Rare Who's exports. in it? Anybody that we've heard of? <laughs> no. No, it's all Finland people. Yeah, wow. it's very, very enjoyable. And then I watched a documentary called uh, Greenwich about Greenwich Village. Uh, oh, now, which brings me back to uh, the the movie I have seen, which is... Lewin uh, Davis? Inside Lewin Davis. I've, I've seen it. And uh, that's the Gre- that's Greenwich scene, yes. right? Yeah. Is that what sparked that? Did you see... Yeah, I just yeah. saw it because they changed the format on Netflix. So I was like, oh, I'll see what, what they put on there. Yeah. You know, on January 1st. And then I was like, oh, I'll watch now, the Greenwich then. So I saw Inside Lewin Davis. Has everyone in this room seen Inside Lewin Davis? I have. No, that and her are the ones that have gotten okay. away so far. Well, Coen Brothers movie, so I'm very excited. I'm even a fan of very quiet, what I call still lives, like the European films that are just like very still, and then great meaning comes out of these like quiet moments. And, and, and I'll go see a movie that's described as incredibly boring if it's European, because I think go, if I'm going in with the right set of mind, I can really get into that. This plays that whole game. This is a very quiet, what you would call boring movie. But it just didn't seem to add up to anything. And the thing that 
that I love about the Coen Brothers, but which I couldn't believe would happen on this one is, as I've said before, there are many Coen Brothers movies that I go to and I go, oh, that was pretty good. I kind of like that. And then I see it a second time and go, oh, no, it's the greatest movie I've ever seen. I somehow didn't see that the first time. It's like the second viewing Coen Brothers thing. Even Lebowski, which I loved the first time. The second time I saw it, I was like, this is the funniest movie ever made. And it just, that just didn't occur to me the first time. So... Oh, I'm now hearing that this movie, this complete, boring, still life in which nothing happens with an unsympathetic character of no consequence, is great the second time. I can't believe they did it with Well, I, I do oh, have so. the I lead actor as one of my actors yeah, I have, I have for Rotoflix. I have the film in my, uh, my <laughs> wild card spot. <laughs> I think he's my leading actor. I don't think he'll win, but he, hopefully. Get a shot at an Oscar nomination. Was he good, Oscar yeah. Isaac? Yeah, but he doesn't do anything. He's good at being quiet and unassuming and uh, kind of being a shit to you have the a different women. opinion or do you like the No, I mean that's who he is. Uh yeah. he's not redeeming like in other, you know, Owen Brothers movies. There's always someone that's like such a, you know, there's such great storytellers that uh, it's kind of linear and it's interesting, but Did you like the music? I did. It did. It wasn't it was seemed to me like they were going to delve deeper into the whole scene and mm-hmm. how it was about to explode and that kind of was flat to me mm-hmm. it was all right. yeah because that's a part I that more of that me. too yeah so i don't know i thought it was cool and it looked beautiful and you know uh even though they didn't have their their dp that they always use oh, roger deacons yeah, oh well they didn't the have deacons, they either. haven't had it for a while they got lebesky for a while hmm. yeah, yeah, he was on some bond movie so oh my God! Skyfall though was like the greatest looking yes. uh, Bond movie. Deacons through. hit it out of the park. He shot yeah. Prisoners too, and even though Prisoners not an amazing movie, it could like, get an Oscar nomination for Roger Deacons yeah. shooting uh, it because the goddamn movie looks, it looks beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, I consider what they're he is the what new they were Conrad filming. Hall or... They made that look good. Yeah, they went Pennsylvania, right? Mining yeah. town. <laughs> yeah, oh, they made it. Yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah. It looked dumpy still, but gorgeous. But gorgeous. Yeah, a gorgeous dumpy. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's jump on to a little well, something. I do want to say one thing oh, about yes, what I saw ahead. real yes. quick. Yeah, yeah. I saw um, uh, Anchorman was playing on like TBS, and so was um, uh, uh, Talladega, Talladega Nights. Oh. So I just want to warn our public that if, if these two shows are, happen to be on uh, opposing channels on your TV and you start watching one and then you fall asleep and roll over onto the remote and change the channel and wake up into the other one, there's a good chance you're not going to notice. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're just Will Ferrell movies. That's all. Little baby Jesus. Little, yeah. baby, little baby Jesus. Jesus in there. And then you roll back over and then it's uh, Ron Burgundy and they roll over. It's Ricky Bobby and roll over. And it's interesting like you should it. choose those two, though, because you could totally... Like he, for a while that he was, what wacky sport will Will Ferrell appear in next? Yeah. Ice skating. Semi-pro. Basketball. And, yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, all right. So let's do a little something we like to call... Five. This is five questions yes. for other guests. The premise, of course, is that we've come up with questions for guests who then aren't here. But Michael Coleman, you are here. So we'll put these questions we to you right. if you waste w- wouldn't mind answering I'll them for us. I'll try my best. All right. So first up, <laughs> uh, Michael Coleman, what do you feel is the best drug to win a Golden Globe on and why? Best drug to win a Golden Globe would have to be ecstasy. <laughs> I think that kind of explains itself. To be honest with you. I mean, because you love everybody. Right. And you feel good and you can drink ecstasy or mushrooms, I guess. But the mushroom <laughs> part might be tough because they keep breaking the show 
for commercial breaks or whatever. <laughs> so that might freak you out with all the movies. Because you lose the sense of time, right? Yeah, yeah. You already don't have a sense of time. But I think ecstasy would keep you going unless you got unless you got really sweaty and you actually won something. <laughs> Make you, you really thankful. Yeah, right? very thankful. And, very thankful. Very lovey, you know? I was going to say, you do, like you said, they thank everybody. And everybody's like glittery because a lot of girls are wearing sequins. So that would be great. All the bright colors and lights. No, I think ecstasy is actually the right choice. You're right because everyone loves everybody and they're self congratulating, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it's like it's like an ecstasy event. Yes. Everyone wants to rub up against each other at those events anyway. You know, right. you just want literally to and figuratively. Touch it. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's good information. Oh. All right. I have a question here for you. Okay. Since the baby names Bear, Cricket, and North were already taken by celebrity parents, what are you going to name your baby? I know those are taken, and those are good. Those are good ones. Mm. Let's review the list again. Not an option. All right. Bear, cricket, north. Yeah. Which would leave um, apple also. Out. Oh Apple's yeah, gone. you can't use apple uh, either. Blue seven is gone. Seven mm-hmm. is gone. Blue. Um, kumquat still available. Mm. The color, but not the cheese. Rash. Kalel is gone. Rash. Rash is still available. <laughs> a boy. A boy. A rascal would be a pretty good name. Rascal. <laughs> that is a good name. Yeah. Just straight up rascal. Rascal, Rascal Coleman. Coleman? Yeah. That is that a country star. That is a total Nashville star. Oh, my God. Welcome guy, to the Grand Old Opera. Yeah, how does that guy not chase the Duke boys? <laughs> <laughs> Rascal <laughs> Coleman. Yeah, and then for a girl, I don't know. For, I mean, if, you know, if I was in that realm, you know, in that stratosphere of uh, being a star, I guess like 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 Empire or whatever would be a good girl name. Be like somebody... Empire. <laughs> she, you have to deal with her. Good. That's a good yeah. name. Yeah, that would empower a girl. I think. And you could call her Emmy for yeah, short. that's it. Mm-hmm. As a Star Wars fan, I have to say, Empire is a great name for a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't exactly call her Dantooine. <laughs> no. Oh, no. No, so. Dantooine too Dan much. Around call the house, Danny. maybe. <laughs> around the house. <laughs> well, no, you short call her Dantooine, name. then you call her Danny. And then Danny, you hungry? Danny. Come on. Oh, my real name's Dantooine. You're on Dantooine. The opposite is happening. Normally, people name their kids like... Frank or something or Frankenstein and the, the short name the kids all make fun of it this is the normal name is fine and then it, like weird and then the one that you make shorter is so, yeah soon Steve will be weird yeah what's your name Steve oh Steve. one of those old fashioned names <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird name isn't it Ferris yes it is Cr- you know. <laughs> cricket Logan <laughs> roof shingle leave those boys roof alone shingle. <laughs> <laughs> roof shingle off ramp off ramp leave Steve alone <laughs> Mr. Coleman, yes. if you had the last four months to live over again, how would you exact petty revenge on the citizens of Fort Lee, New Jersey differently? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I would find out, I would try to do an informal poll through a local radio station. <laughs> find out like the music they hate the most. <laughs> and just buy the most kick-ass like stereo system dancing queen right? yeah and just blast it just drive up have trucks drive up and down like old campaign style just blasting it <laughs> dancing queen yeah. on a loop some REO speed wagon yeah just you like, know you could also put that in all the city buses yeah mm-hmm, that's smart yeah mm. just yeah smart instead of the announcements of the next stop it just when it's supposed to come on and tell you the next stop it just comes on uh, uh, oh god I'll get out here I'll get out here uh, <laughs> Psyops, you know, I'll just break them that way. I break them, you know, just break them. Michael, actually, I have a question for you or another guest. Um, What is well, Michael's here. The secret to your famous quinoa. (laughs) The secret, yeah, vegetable broth. Ah. I have an informed opinion. I (laughs) I don't even know what quinoa. I don't know what it is. 
And I wrote Tell that us what joke. quinoa is. Quinoa is a non-grain. Uh, well, it's a grain, but it's like a replacement for rice. It's a. Uh, it doesn't have starch, right? Yeah, no, starch. no starch and no gluten, I believe. Yeah. Can, can you throw it at weddings? You can. <laughs> Does it make birds explode when they eat it? No, only if you shake them. <laughs> if you shake the bird, that's always yeah. a problem. I would imagine you don't want to throw it at weddings with the vegetable broth. No, yeah, no, right. dry, dry, dry. <laughs> weddings dry. Yeah. Heated vegetable broth thrown at the wedding. Unless, of course, Ron Jeremy's near the berries. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Jeremy, Jeremy broth. <laughs> He's oh. Oh, no. Uh, one last question okay. here in our five questions oh, for real, other guests. Real answer for that one. I know. I was, <laughs> That's good. You see how we were all shit. thrown. I'm now going to go make that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, vegetable broth. Oh. What the fuck? Not for nothing. <laughs> if you want to learn how to make quinoa, Google or check on YouTube for David Lynch makes quinoa. <gasps> Not what? Kidding. It's so like nobody a, got that. Hilarious. That's why we asked the question. No, I that he has that video. Oh no, is it? Oh no, that's why I made the okay. joke. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about that. I oh, thought my God. you just hilarious. needed to know information about quinoa. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that question was for David Lynch, but he didn't Michael show up. <laughs> Well, you assume exactly. Michael Coleman to be a non-quinoa kind of guy, <laughs> and we, we, we'd right turn him on that, and then he turned around and he nailed it. Yeah. Uh, no, David Lynch starts to make quinoa, then it becomes the weirdest David Lynch video you've awesome. ever seen in your life, and he's up close and he's smoking and he's telling crazy stories about Mexico <sighs> and shit, and he's making quinoa. But it starts out with get yourself a pant, you know the usual. I'd watch yeah. him do anything. It's I the love greatest. That voice. Oh, it's an the awesome greatest. woodworker too, with like a crazy yeah? shop, like a crazy deluxe like shop. I swear oh, to God. God, I love. What does him. he make? Like, I can imagine him making like tables, clocks. And yeah, clo- yeah. like anything. Yeah, you know, and scroll work, and you know, he's the best. <laughs> that is awesome. I know, and that voice, and the weather reports, and I just and the return of it. Twin Peaks. What I heard this. What is happening? What are I don't you think about? they're doing the full a full series or anything like that. But he's going to do something. Maybe even just for online. the DVD release. DVD, DVD release. Blu-ray yeah. release. I yeah. think he's shooting new Twin Peaks stuff. That there is awesome. Right. You, yeah. And the same cool haircut he's had for a long time. I know. I know. He, right? he rocks that. that. He has yeah. a lot of hair. He does. You need a lot of hair to have I that who haircut. Who is Barbara? Is mm. same go, guy that does Lyle Love it, right? That's right. Lyle's handsome. Yes. So there you are. Are you a Twin Peaks fan? Are you a Twin Peaks fan? Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, very good. Nothing else like that, right? No, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Former show guest Ted Ramey appeared on that. Wow. Oh, did right. he? Yeah. Friend, Friend of the show. Oh. Sure. Friend of the show. Friend wow. Of the show. Yeah. Michael, why do you or why do you feel you're the right '90s basketball celebrity to act as envoy to North Korea? Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> because of working in the trenches, you know, down there getting rebounds, it's you know you got to fight for the things you. <laughs> You want, you know, I want that ball. I want the rock. I want to get it out. That's how, that's what my bonus is tied to. And going to North Korea, I'll be able to get in there, elbow, you know, elbow some of those stars. I believe that's exactly what Dennis Robin would have said. I I think so. (laughs) Well, we just wouldn't have understood it. Yeah. (laughs) I think Dennis Rodman is too, uh, thank God he doesn't know how crazy what he is doing is because I think he's handling himself quite well for Dennis Rodman. Nothing's blown uh, up yet. True. Very true. safe. I think it's a very safe statement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you, I mean, in the NBA, he was dangerous. Now he's in a country with <laughs> nuclear weapons. Of all the cast members of Double Team, I think he's the most qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely said. Nicely said. Uh, uh, the look on everyone else's face at that news conference where he went. Off, <laughs> the other players are like. <laughs> I know. I thought we were just playing a game. I didn't know yeah. crazy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Give me my money. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> you a Bulls fan? I am a Chicago Bulls fan. guy, right? Yeah. How long Hardcore? were you in Chicago? I grew up there. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. 
And yeah. so all six championships you were there. Uh, the first first one may, might have been in New York, and then the rest of them I was there. Did you like try the Broadway thing, or what? Or what did I, you do? I was studying there, and then my girl was working in New York, and I was working on the Brady Bunch with the Annoyance Theater Gang. Uh, oh, oh do they go to New York? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think they're starting a theater. Annoyance is starting a theater in Brooklyn. Am I right about that? Yeah, think good for them. That's cool. Yeah, that's perfect for Brooklyn. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. And Mick is still the the man there, right? Sure. Mick, I think Mick Mick's Napier. in town right now. Oh, oh here NBC. in Los Angeles. Yeah. Is no he? shit. Yeah, doing some kind of showcase thing. Really? I'm trying to work with NBC or something like that. Yeah, hit the uh, internets if you don't know who Mick Napier is. And yeah, do some well, research. that brilliant, reminds brilliant me. teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that reminds me. There, I just saw, and I don't remember what I was looking up, but there is a, a feature film, I believe, called Talent. Yes. That is you and Mick Napier. Uh, I'm going to see Steve Carell, but that might be in the Louis C.K. movie. But it's uh, but there's like a, a whole feature was shot. I can't remember who they said... Uh, Directed. But I don't know. I just I don't know how I came across it. But it was Eric, uh, uh, Eric Hoffman and this guy Joe Lamarand, I believe, is his last name. They wrote the movie together. Yeah. About like a Indianapolis guy who comes back from L.A. He hasn't really broken out. He hasn't really done anything. But Why are you looking at me? Because I uh, I just you look like you're going to connect with you. Haven't really done anything. Yeah, that's all right. Cut and, uh, you looked at the right person. Because you didn't like my <laughs> Burt Lancaster answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, and um, uh. You know, he's a bust out, but everyone thinks of him as a big, big shot. So mm-hmm. now he's got to like kind of grovel and, and, uh, and I play like a successful local <laughs> Indianapolis <laughs> oh, actor love it. who's a real like, you know, asshole, you know, and <laughs> the late, great Jim Zulovic's in it. Is, <gasps> That's right. Jim I was looking Zulevic. up Jim Zulovic because director the anniversary of, yeah. just passed. Yes. God rest his soul. What a great, funny wow. guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Look up Jim Zulovic and look up the movie, The Specials. He's, yeah, I really love great. that movie. Yeah. Uh, Gun. James Gunn now yeah. directing Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? But yeah. one of the best superhero movies of the '90s. Yeah, and Jim Zulovic plays the smartest man in the world. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Let's because we delve into this all the time. We've had a lot of guests on here from Second City, and the improv scene and all that. So, uh, and you're no different. Second City uh, trained from trained. what year? Ninety-one. Uh, Who was 90? your favorite teacher? Oh gosh, that's tough. Uh, Martin Demott was great. Mick uh, was. Martin. Mick was great. Uh, boy, they were all great. Norm Holly was great. Yeah. Um, probably uh, Mick, you know, because then I went over to the annoyance, you, yeah. you know, and I wasn't going to keep going. I didn't have money to keep going. Yeah, it's really expensive to do all that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. people are like, I'm doing it all. I'm like, how do you do it? I, just, I, <laughs> I literally know. put it all on my credit card and yeah. just rack that thing up because I was taking an IO as well at the yeah. same time. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. That's crazy. Yeah, I couldn't do it. So, yeah. And then I ended up over, you know, at the Broadway space. Which was amazing, and I don't know that. Yeah, the Broadway annoyance? space uh, for it's a the bank annoyance. now, right? Is it a bank? Oh. Well, it was right across from the Ginger Man, right? That's what you're talking about. No, that's Clark Street. Oh, that's the Clark space. That's yeah, the, the one Bro- I'm. Familiar oh, you mean with. the well, the current one's on Broadway, right? No, the cur- the new one. Yeah, way up there on Broadway, they're, but they're moving to Belmont, back to the old neighborhood. The old oh, they neighborhood. are. But this was in a store, and it had like a like a Swiss ski chalet on top and that's where mick lived and then before and then before that it was like a like a transvestite nightclub and then we took it over and that sounds about right theater. Yeah. and uh it you sure crazy. transvestite nightclub wasn't the show the uh, that the annoyance currently <laughs> had going on a lot of our uh, yeah co-ed you know, prison slots for yeah. you in co-ed prison and, slots uh just as the warden <laughs> i fill in as the warden now and again but uh but great shows and you know just like every night of the week you know just 
and people rehearsing upstairs, downstairs, yep. in classes. It was like nonstop, and the whole scene was just crazy mm-hmm. in town. Like, yeah. Cool thing about Annoyance was, you know, when I got to Chicago, uh, you know, there was Second City, which was the venerated, you know, yes. the veterans. There was IO, which was the really kind of strong, you know, different uh, upstart. And then there was Annoyance, which was punk, just like punk yeah. improv, right? Yes. It was like all the craziest things that are going on in improv and all the craziest people in improv are all there. Yeah. It was a really cool scene. Yeah. Back when I started, I did a show with Tom Booker. Tom Booker directed it called William Shakespeare's Sid and Nancy. And since- <laughs> Since I could play guitar and and you know play music and I love the Sex Pistols, he's like, yeah, you want to be in this? I said, sure. And I played Steve Jones, who you know was on the radio out here for a couple of years before they killed that station. So it was like so weird to hear him, you know, on the radio every day for an hour or whatever, whatever his show was. And he used to get Ooh. out and play around town too. Did you ever like go and see Steve uh, Jones? I saw him play with a like a like a lineup. Like uh, I forgot who you joined in with, but. Was like some of the guys from like Warrant, and it was like these metal guys. <laughs> yeah. but he was with them, yeah. but uh, so we played. We got invited to play the Bailiwick Theater Festival, mm-hmm. and it was a Sunday afternoon. Was our time slot, and we brought all of our like cast members and like other kids, like students who hung around and dressed everyone. Everyone dressed super punk and had like you know we just went crazy. We had like Mohawks and you know like the full on gear, and we played live you know for this thing in- intermittently in the show. And there were all these like Shakespearean theater companies there. We're drinking. It's a Sunday afternoon, and we are loud. And we're backstage, and we're crushing and bottle, you know, bottles and cans, and whipping them against the wall, and just like really, really into it, you know. And, it sounds perfect. And we got like thrown out. Like, yes. We played our part of the show, and we got like ran, and we were uninvited. And Tom had to apologize. It didn't matter. And you know, like you are never to come back to this. Well, uh, never to be invited. Bailiwick, but they, they, they got they got a bailiwick up, up their, their ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good time. That was, I mean, you know, because we were doing this theater was doing the Brady's and. Uh, are you there, Goddess Be Margaret, or something? Uh, uh, that was uh, that was later. Later, but okay. they were doing uh, uh, Manson the Musical mm-hmm. and Coed <laughs> and right. Antichrist and Your Bud. I mean, and things that just like. People would hey, I saw your name in the reader. I'm going to come see your show. Like somebody from college, somebody real square. And then they'd come and they'd just like with their fiance or whatever and just be horrified. <laughs> and still getting it done, that, that theater, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, you know, just churning it out. And they're going to move to a nice new space and Good. back in the old, old neighborhood. And yeah. they're very happy. Uh, well, we got to get to Karen's birthdays before we go out. What's next for you? Uh, I'm trying to write. I do uh, shows, live shows still with the gang, with uh, the Beer Shark guys. Oh, we, Beer Shark Mice. Right. Yeah. Yes, well, let me just tell you a quick compliment if I okay. could interrupt. Uh, back in 2005, Karen and I did a charity event for Gildas Club, mm-hmm. and Beer Shark Mice showed up and played for yep. us, helped us raise uh, like 1200 bucks oh, for cool. Gildas Club. Yeah, so cool. I appreciated cool. you showing up with Pete, and uh, I think everybody but Neil made it, and uh, it was a great show. Thank yeah, you. and actually yeah. Neil couldn't make it, so he called us and he said he was shooting something at the time, but um, he was on Scrubs, mm-hmm. so he uh, got a couple things of Scrubs signed by different people, and I went and I met him on this other set, that, and he was so nice, he walked me around, introduced me to people, gave us the stuff he had signed, because he couldn't actually come and perform. Yeah, he's... So nice. So if you see, and you guys are playing out again, I saw a photo recently. So if you see Beer Shark Mice around, be sure to check out some of the best yeah. improv you're going to get in Los Angeles. Really also, smart, really fast. Do you also do uh, Joel Marine friends? I do Joel Marine That's right. Marine I thought friends. I saw your picture. Yeah. yeah. and uh, Friend of the time. show. Yes, he was on the show. He's <laughs> yes. fun. 
You're doing very well too. Yes. Yeah. All right. I know. I'm getting out of here alive. Will you be there next month? Yeah. I will. Then the, we will go second Tuesday, or second Thursday of every month. Joel Murray and friends mm-hmm. at uh, at Big. Always a great collection of nuts. It's great. We have a good time. Stack Brian Stack will show up. Wonderful, oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, yeah. So make sure to see that. But make sure and celebrate birthdays. Birthdays, everybody. ladies and gentlemen. Yay! It's time for Karen's birthdays. <laughs> there we go. All right. Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a happy birthday to the king of all media, Howard Stern. Oh, that's yes, right. He turns 60, but can birthday play anywhere show. from hook-nosed Jew, hook Jew bastard to the most fuckable man in America, according to the Bachelor Uncut website. Uncut? So those are guys with... Okay, uh, go ahead. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Howard is known for his outrageous behavior on terrestrial radio, having two channels of his own on Sirius Radio, and for playing himself in the movie Private Parts. Which, little known fact, was originally cast with Matthew Perry in the title role. No. That's not, you're making that up. I'm making that up. Oh, okay. Ah, that's hey, fun. You know, it's uh, fun doing birthdays. You also should mention Hook Nose Jew Bastard is something that somebody on his show says. Yes. If someone had, doesn't know that, then that sounds really weird that you just said that. <laughs> and no, that's, that's, uh, that's Riley Martin somebody calls, calls him. Somebody calls him, And Hook Nose Mike calls him. The reason you had me that. on that Matthew Perry yes, thing is because be, it makes it, sense. It's because it makes sense. And, and when they were shopping um, being John Malkovich around, uh-huh. the number one response was, we love it. Is there any way we can call it being Tom Cruise? <laughs> Man crush with true the Tom story. Cruise. True, true story. All right, so Private Parts is not the only movie that Howard Stern has starred in. What? In other straight-to-video releases, he was in Howard Stern's Negligee and Underpants Party, <laughs> Howard Stern's U.S. Open Sores, and 1992's But Bongo Fiesta, uh, co-starring in that Funicello. That's a classic. <laughs> yes. I love nice. how all those movies are Howard Stern's Howard Stern. Paul Preston's the movie guys will be taking after that. (laughs) Next up, let's wish a happy birthday to another actor who has shown his naked ass on TV. Happy birthday to Jim Carrey, who turns 52 but can play anywhere from Grinch to God. The Duck Factory? He showed his ass in the Duck Factory? No, I believe he had his ass talk. On TV, didn't he? Well, it's a movie. Oh, I a thought movie. it was talking about because he only had one. I, I think he accepted an award at something. Yeah, talk and talked out of it. Actually, it's true. Yeah. Might have been an American Comedy Award. So oh, not okay. now. Thing to do. Not now. And then Howard flew in as I Bart just wanted man. points for Duck Factory. That's what I was going for. Hey, man, I watched that show. All six episodes yep. when it aired. Yeah. I was a fan. Did he in show fact, his ass? In fact, when he was on so. In Living Color, when I saw him, I was like, hey, it's that guy from the Duck Factory. And nobody <laughs> knew what I was talking about. Because I wasn't in the room. Why are you guys chasing me? <laughs> now, Jim is famous for starring in Dumb and Dumber, Bruce Almighty, Me, Myself, and Irene, and tons of mm-hmm. other movies. Love it for Spite. Yes. Love it. But oh God, yes! What oh, once bitten, once bitten. Oh, once bitten. <laughs> I get that. George Hamilton is. Oh, thank you. There's but a movie. Guy. There's a couple of movies that he t- he actually turned down a shit ton of roles. It, he was up for a ton of roles. Some mm, of them he made was the in sequels anyway, for, right? So I'm going to give you the name of an actor, and you tell me what movie you think he turned down. Now this is something from Tom Hanks early in his career that made him a big star. Tom Hanks or Jim Carrey? This Wait, is, so Hanks turned the movie down. Yeah, but Jim Carrey. Actually, Tom Hanks took the role. Oh, that Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey turned, turned down. down. Oh, Okay. Early in Tom Hanks' career, but it could have been Jim Carrey. It's a big movie for Hanks. Is it big? Philadelphia. No. Oh, okay, you're giving it <laughs> away funny. there. Philadelphia. Nope. It's one of the first movies of Tom Hanks. Like oh, you go, oh, that guy's pretty awesome. Splash. No, no, Bachelor Party. Bachelor Party. Oh. Would you see that with Carrie? Ding 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 ding, 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 ding. Nice job. I didn't know Carrie was that big back then. Or I guess he, he was. was. That he was. was exactly when once. 
Yeah. Bitten mm-hmm. or once bitten, once shy. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and now the same <laughs> the same idea with Matthew Broderick. He had a movie early on in his career that made him a huge star, and it almost with Jim Carrey. Oh, what's he moves? No, that's Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Went to Drew Carey. Was going to go to Drew Carey. No, not Jim Jim Carey. Carey. What is happening? We're not here for the news. No, no, So anyway, Mariah Carey, go ahead. And then the last one, (laughs) which I am so glad this did not go the way that they thought it was going to go. My boyfriend, Bill Murray, was in this movie. Now, it's not one of his biggest parts ever, but it's a really clever part, really fun. He's got a cameo kind of little part, but it was almost Jim Carey. Tootsie. No, that's good though. Oh, that's a so good guess. That. That's a really good guess. It's a little Tootsie. later than that. It's Jim more like early nineties. That is one nutty hospital. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good guess. <laughs> oh my god. Now, I'll give this one to you. This one's a little harder. No, no. Wait, wait, oh, no, no. no, 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 no okay. Small part, right? All right. Small part. Kingpin. Yeah. Yes, small part. Kingpin. Oh. Kingpin. And whenever uh, oh, the Jim, Fairly Brothers, yeah. yeah Jim Carrey turned sense. it down, and they were like, "Well, who else could do it?" Bill Murray and Bill Murray just threw the script out, came in, said whatever he wanted to, and came up with that whole hair thing. Oh my god! And just was like, "I'll just do it like this," and they loved what's it. The, what's the perfume line? When he's at the waitress, <sighs> he's uh, take off some of the perfume and come. I can't. I remember. can't remember. He's, he's uh, awesome. He's they, they had him for eleven hours. That was it. That's it. They had to work as fast <laughs> as they could. And lastly, let's wish a happy birthday. Wait, let me just say, yes. Dumb and Dumber Two coming out. Going to be good. Oh, well. That is hard to say. It could yep. be. He hasn't done it in a while. He could be great at I mean, it I, I want to see Jim Carrey be a fucking dope again. Yeah. Like, I'm excited for that because he literally hasn't played a dopey idiot since Cable Guy or whatever, right? Or you know, Wait, I mean, wasn't there Dumb and dumber Yeah, but with other people. Cool. Yeah. Same thing oh. with Son of the Mask and same thing with Ace Ventura 3. Okay, so but this is even Jeff Daniels coming off the newsroom saying, fuck yep. yeah, I'll be in Dumb and Dumber. I know. That's awesome. Big gulps, awesome. huh? I know. Well, see ya. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of excited for that turn and for Jim Carrey's turn yeah. to to start being super goofy again. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so let's wish a happy birthday to the lovely Zoe Deschanel, oh, who turns 34 flutter, but can flutter. play anywhere from Nora in The New Guy to Jess in New Girl. <laughs> now, Michael, every week I do birthdays and I look up people's birthdays and I come up with a bunch of information because I get to read about them on Wikipedia and right. whatever nonsense the internet When's says. When's your birthday, Michael? March. Oh, Yeah, I Aries. looked his up. Yeah, I always look up the guests just to see yeah. if I can get them but no we'll have to bring you back uh the cool thing about it is i learn important things about these people whenever i do this and sometimes i fall in love with them and sometimes i hate them more but this time i gotta tell you something super awesome happened that made me very very happy so when i was researching i saw there was a movie called the new guy and i thought oh i'll just do a little joke about the fact that she was in the new guy and now she's in new girl huh mm. But then I did more research. Not to be confused with the nude guy, which the is The nude guy, Ron which Jeremy. is Ron Jeremy. <laughs> He's promoting that currently. Yeah, it's a prequel. It's <laughs> <laughs> a prequel. So the new guy is a 2002 <laughs> comedy about a high school senior branded uncool in the ninth grade who gets expelled. So he has a chance to start over as a new kid in town at another school. Right? That sounds great enough as it is. But okay. it gets even better. Starring. It's directed by Ed Decker, right? It stars DJ, DJ Quails. Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku. I like how some of those names are pronounced. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and it stars Lyle Lovett. If oh, it, I remember if this it movie. If it were not for Zoe Deschanel, I may have I thought I'd not... seen all of DJ Qualls' movie. <laughs> I may not have known about this Lyle Lovett. I love Lyle Lovett. Bill Murray Lyle Lovett. 
And I would not have known about this Lyle Lovett movie. So because of our lovely De Chanel, I now know about it and I can watch that. So happy birthday. I knew I knew that movie came out. I remember that movie. I forgot I that's what remember. it was called. Daughter it's as if of she's Caleb giving you a gift. She is giving me a birthday it's gift of if, the Lyle Lovett yes. acting. And so, Lee, I know how much you love it when I have the celebrity sing. I do. Uh, I actually have one on this week who can <gasps> sing pretty damn good. Sure. Lay a little Zoe oh. Deschanel singing, I Could Have Been Your Girl. It's got a great little video, too. You should watch it. She's naked. She's very cute. Not naked. Oh, that's right. She is in She and Him. Yeah, she's I awesome. heard She and Him for years and never knew it was <laughs> her. I like, she has the loveliest voice. Who is this? I have to look that up sometime. She has like um, a gritty Gilda Radner type voice, uh, a Gilda I loved to death. Yeah. And um, she was a, a pretty good singer, but there's something neat about Zoe's voice is fuller, but it's got that Gilda quality. Hmm. It's nice. Interesting. Uh, here's the movie, guys. Shit for you. Zoe Deschanel, daughter of Caleb Deschanel, cinematographer of Twin Peaks, Jack Reacher. Oh. Ah! <laughs> also Twin Peaks, maybe. I don't know. I think he even directed Twin Peaks. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Together, we Absolutely. are the movie guys. Individually, we are. Yeah. Guys. Yes. Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, on Facebook at facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud. Instagram is growing. We're doing an Instagram at least every day. LinkedIn, I'm doing shit on there. Good for you, Paul. Are you doing shit on LinkedIn? Good uh, yeah. for you. Because you any go. day they're going to invent another site you got to be on. Uh, yeah. Are you on Tumblr? You're not on Tumblr? No, I'm not. What is wrong with you? You're not on Tumblr. I'm so busy with Vine. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy with Vine. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm neglecting Pinterest at the time. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so Google Plus. Anyway, my, thanks to <laughs> thanks to Michael Coleman, everybody. Hey, actually, Coleman. I'd like to plug something for Michael Coleman. If it's still on iTunes, if, if, uh, if nobody has seen it, there's a show called The Factory. Which makes me laugh very much because everybody in it is a genius from Chicago improvisers. There is an episode where Michael gets busted for marijuana, and so I think it's called the Drug Bust. Is the name of the episode. Yeah. If you must buy one episode just to see Michael Coleman or anything, that episode <laughs> kills me. Thanks. That episode is so funny, yeah, and it's a, a structured show but improvised around all that. And you guys are uh, tops, and it's Mitch Rouse, and it's. Uh, uh, Jay Leggett and um, um, who am I Pasquazy, of oh, course. Okay. Yeah, and that's uh, I was like that had a run on Comedy Central, right? And uh, now Spike. you Spike, Spike, yeah. Spike. There you go. Yeah, and so now you can find it. I don't know where, but we'll look. I think it's still search. on iTunes. iTunes. There you yeah. go. All right, uh, and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks to Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Thanks for listening. Thanks, you guys. And Stephen Lewis added a couple jokes this week as well. Oh, yeah. Follow us on everything. <laughs> Just follow us. Just don't stand Which is outside something of our most house Officer and stare at us. <laughs> 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 Follow us, or we'll follow you. We'll follow you.